Welcome to Mental Reality. I'm Dr. Beach, and today we're going to talk about the important topic of workplace bullying. And I have a very special guest. Mary Ellen is a social worker and healthcare administrator. Welcome to the program, Mary Ellen. Thanks, Dr. Beach. So happy to have you here. Why don't you start by telling me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, as mentioned, I'm a social worker and currently healthcare administrator. And so I've had a varied career, been over lots of different sectors and helping a lot of different uh, patients and clients um, work through injustice and help them overcome power differentials with people. And uh, so, so that's been a, a good portion of my career. I mean, one of the things that really strikes me is we're talking about the topic of workplace bullying with someone who has devoted a lot of your career to prevent workplace bullying. So one of the things I think would be really helpful to hear about is how it's different when it's affecting you rather than people you're working with. Right, right. Yes, exactly. And and it is different. I mean, uh, you know, you can you can help people through it, but then as soon as it becomes a reality for yourself, um, the shock and uh, the confusion that comes with that. Um, I was then plunked right in the middle of it and uh, didn't know where to turn. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your bully? So uh, I had started a, a, a new position, brand new, and um, I was really pleased with it at a, um, at a hospital. And um, uh, the bully that I experienced was my boss at the time. And uh, she would, uh, I was warned, uh, believe it or not, that she was a difficult person to work with, but I didn't know what that meant. And, uh, and you learned over time. Uh, <laughs> indeed, I did. And, uh, and so it started off very uh, slowly. It started off very quietly, almost. Uh, I would speak up in team meetings, and she would then, it felt like she was giving me the silent treatment after that. And that's oftentimes the case with bullying. At first, if it's more subtle, you may not even know it's bullying. Or right. you may think it's something that you did or you're reading the situation inaccurately. Right. And, uh, you know, I even asked one of my colleagues, I said, you know, um, did I do anything wrong uh, in that meeting? And he had said, well, you did suggest something different from her. Right. And I, I would imagine, I know in many cases, uh, bullying is about power and control and, and trying to assert control over someone. Right. And it certainly felt like she was trying to initially control my voice, trying to control my ideas. Uh, and I, and I, I thought to myself initially, well, maybe it's just I don't understand the culture yet, you know, because I'm new to the organization. Maybe I do just need to sit back and watch a little bit more. I mean, and even though you were warned that, you know, your boss was difficult to work with and that she bullied other people. Mm hmm it still would be natural to think, okay, but it's not going to be me. Right, because I consider myself a intelligent, you know, independent, strong, capable woman. And although I didn't think negatively about the other peers and colleagues of mine who had been bullied by her, I, I, just, it, I just didn't think it could happen to me. And how did it escalate over time? Yeah, so it was really interesting. Uh, she would um, start to to come by my office regularly, 
saying she needed to give me feedback on my assessments. And I had been doing these kinds of assessments already for 10 to 15 years. Um, And she would tell me that others had problems with my assessments. Right. And, I mean, a lot of times when there's workplace bullying, someone's being targeted or they're being criticized where other people, you know, doing the same work aren't getting feedback, quote unquote. Right. And and she also, you know, would bring, you know, these uh, these elusive others into the mix. And she actually would, uh, um, she almost forbid me uh, to speak to them so I could get direct feedback from them. So these were other psychiatrists, for example, who had alleged problems with my work. Right, and with workplace bullying, it can start with uh, treating you differently than other people or blaming you without having an, an underlying factual justification or giving you invalid criticism or making gestures towards you that make you inferior. Those are, or, or putting unrealistic deadlines or demands on you that you're not able to meet. Right, right. And, you know, for example, one time, um, well, a number of times she would say to me that my work was subpar and it wasn't up to the standard of others. Um, And then when I did ask for more specific feedback about how I could do better, um, it was very vague and it was very much like, read the other social workers' assessments, use their templates. And, um, and and so I did, and then she would give me uh, a very, very short period of time to make changes to these assessments and then would criticize for not having them done, um, even though the timelines were not uh, appropriate for that. I mean, I've also experienced workplace bullying over the years. And I remember feeling like I was under a microscope or a lens right. and it gets to the point there's there's nothing you can really do because anyone under that kind of scrutiny will never prevail. Right, right. And, and you know, she had uh, another, she even brought in another social worker to provide feedback for me and he also wasn't able to provide any concrete things other than it being um, almost what feels felt picky. And uh, even to some extent, somebody's other job, like formatting. Um, you know, Mary Ellen, could you format this more correctly? And I'm like, well, that kind of is somebody else's job. Um, I'm just here to do the assessment. Yeah. And Mary Ellen, as you mentioned you were at a new job, was there a probation period in this position? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on uh, the the uh, sort of 90 day, three month probation period. And it was really interesting because that that does factor into a whole other layer of emotions because there's fear attached to that. You feel anxious because you do want to do better. And uh, and then she actually ended up extending my probation because I, again, was not performing correctly, according to her uh, feedback. And by that point, were you getting kind of more specific, concrete feedback, or was it still kind of very uh, petty and nonspecific? Well, it's it it was it was still petty, but it be started to become specific. So, uh, the one uh, sort of breaking point for me where I thought this was just ridiculous was um, she had um, asked me to stop capitalizing my headings. 
and and make them lowercase. I don't even know how to describe that. And and I said to her, I said, Sounds but like she had a lot of time. She <laughs> she had a lot of time to to scrutinize my reports, and uh, and so I said to her, I said, but the social worker who is my counterpart that you asked me to use his template, he's doing that. And she just looked at me, Dr. Beach, and said, we're not talking about him. We're talking about you. Yeah, and I bet she wasn't giving him feedback or having him change his headings. Nope. No, she wasn't. And and I even asked the other social worker, I said, have you spoken to our boss about this? Like, has she told you this? And he looked at me uh, as if I he didn't know what I was saying. I mean, that's the targeting that they talk about right. in bullying. Yeah, it was very, it was very, de- it was depressing. It was just so confusing and um, just, again, didn't know where to turn, felt very trapped. And so your probation was extended. Correct. And then how did that go? What ended up happening? So um, it was extended um, and she gave me sort of a, a, a bit of a 72-hour window to do better. Um, the 72-hour window was, of course, over the weekend. And uh, so not a whole lot of time. Nice way to start a weekend. Nice way to start a weekend. And on Monday, um, uh, she asked me to meet her at uh, a specific office area or meeting room. And I I had a feeling, but I was then summarily fired and uh, walked out of the building. What do you mean by walked out? How did how did that happen? So so they uh, they they proceeded to the whole process of of letting me go and and the union rep walked back to my office and said, uh, "Is there anything uh, you need to take with you, or can you take right now?" I had walked to work, so I couldn't take much. Um, so I packed up my backpack and my union rep walked me out the door. Um, not even my belongings with me. And what emotionally were you feeling in that moment? So there was definitely some numbness, um, some shock. Um, I was angry, but terrified because I was losing my job and I was losing the potential of benefits. And, and you know, your mind races with all the possibilities of what's going to happen now. Am I going to get another job? And and uh, and what's this like for my record of employment? And uh, um, and certainly um, confusion again. And and uh, I was angry. I was crying. Uh, and you know, I said to the union rep, I said, "You know, she's a bully." And the union rep said, "Yeah, I know." Right. And that's that's the collusion that you often hear about, right? Yeah. That people don't speak up or say anything because they're also afraid that they could be compromised in it. Right. She actually told me the story of, of um, other women who had been bullied by this particular person, and their goal at one point had been to put a lawsuit together, but the other women backed out. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So when you were going through this, I mean, I, I'm picturing kind of a walkout, and it, it doesn't get more humiliating than it, that. Very humiliating. I mean, yeah. There's, there's no dignity in that. No. I mean, if you're going to let someone go, I mean, I understand yeah. why they do it that way. There's some corporate reasons they do it, but talk about being psychologically compromised with bullying mm-hmm. and then you're losing your financial stability potentially. 
Yeah. And it doesn't get much worse than that. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you, you, you know, you're trying not to cry while you're walking out and, and you're trying not to look at people in the eye and hoping, hoping that nobody is going to walk by and say, Hey, Mary Ellen, how are you doing? Because they wouldn't necessarily have known, but it was very clear that I was with my union rep. It was, I mean, everybody knows who she was and, and why would she be leaving at 11 o'clock in the morning and, and, and that kind of thing. So it was very humiliating and embarrassing and, and, uh, it just felt unjust, felt wrong. Did you expect that was going to happen, that you were going to be let go? So I actually did have a feeling, um, that, that something bigger was going to happen that was going to escalate, um, from just the day to day, um, odd feedback and silent treatment and calling me calling my work subpar I, I it just felt like it was going to escalate because other women who had had the same experiences had told me that it I wouldn't be fired but I I kept saying but I'm on probation and I feel like she wants to do this when you're under that microscope kind of waiting for the shoe to potentially drop I mean what was it like day to day, like knowing that you have to go to work and see her? That's a great question. Uh, um, it was it was horrible, and I'll I'll give you one uh, one example. I I did walk to work almost every day, and and the first part of the walk was lovely, and I walked briskly towards uh, work, and and as I got up to a certain spot, um, the next section was a big curve. Um, around to the to the parking lot, where uh, I would walk slowly. Every uh, every step was feeling like a little slower and a little more like cement in my feet. And I would start to scan the parking lot for her car um, because she was either if she was there that day she was in before me, and if she wasn't there that day her car would not be there. And so the days where her car was there, I would start to get that horrible pit feeling in my stomach and start to sweat a little bit more and uh, I even recall shaking at times and just wanting to turn around but knowing that I had to go in and then while I knew she was there it was uh, eggshells walking on eggshells right and seeing her car must kind of set the stage oh it's going to be another shitty day it's going to be another shitty day and uh, and I didn't know how to get out of that day um it, it again. I, I've said it before. I felt felt trapped because um, I I didn't know how to stop it. I didn't know how to end it. So if people are out there suspecting they could be bullied or seeing some of the red flags we've talked about, what kind of advice would you give people having gone through this and being on the other side of it? Yeah, I I, I think for sure I want to say that people need to trust their gut. Um, I I was feeling inadequate and uh, unsure and uh, like I couldn't speak up. And that was, I knew that was wrong. I knew that that, those feelings were wrong. Um, And I should have trusted my gut. I should not have just said, oh, maybe I just don't know the culture. Maybe it'll stop. Um, I should have spoken up and I should have spoken up sooner. I should have gone to my boss's boss um, and raised the alarm bell. And other advice for potential victims? 
uh, really and truly just don't accept it. It's it's not right, and uh, and it needs to it needs to stop. But it needs to stop in part because we need to speak up. And, and we'll talk about it. Sometimes that's you know that's the culture of the place. But really, bullying and harassment is illegal. It's criminal. I mean, most places are mandated to do training on bullying and harassment. Right. Right. Yeah. And and, and I and I should have said something sooner. I I should have, like I say, trusted my gut and and uh, and reached out to more people. I should have reached out earlier to things to even a greater audience. I reached out to other social workers, my professional practice leader, my union rep. I should have widened the scope of people that I reached out to. So fast forward four years and you've had what sound like a couple of positions since that time. Mm -hmm. What if any impact has that experience four years ago um, had on you? Yeah, it's a great question. And uh, it's interesting because a lot of people would think that um, as you leave that uh, um, situation, that the bullying leaves and, and you can carry on. But in fact, the trauma of that experience stays with you. And um, I had lost a, an enormous amount of confidence. And uh, having gone through that, my uh, my I've had three different bosses since then. And each one of them have said to me, Mary Ellen, how do I how do I give you more confidence? How do I get your confidence back for you? Because they noticed that I was that I was making good decisions, but I was hesitant. And from jobs you'd had prior to the bullying incident, is that the kind of feedback you'd received before? Never, never. So that's yeah, how you knew. Yeah, it was a direct result from having lost so much confidence and and being ground to the down to to nothing about that, and having all my my uh, decisions questioned. Um, really took its toll. And so, you know, that's a, probably another piece of advice I would offer too is, um, although I reached out to people, I also should have reached out to, you know, employee assistance programs and sought out therapy. And certainly after the fact, uh, I didn't, I didn't even realize how much of a toll it took, but absolutely it takes a toll. And working that through in therapy would have been enormously helpful, I think, to, uh, to, get me farther ahead faster. I mean, these experiences are so traumatic that for many people, it's the most traumatic thing they've ever experienced in their life. I would certainly say that for me, that is absolutely correct. Well, I want to thank you very much, Mary Ellen, for your candor and vulnerability, because I know talking about such a a personal and traumatic experience is difficult and it can even be somewhat, you know, activating and traumatic to go through that. But I think I've really benefited from hearing your story, and I think other people will, because I think there it is really important that, you know, we move towards see something, say something, uh, whether it's you're going through it or you're witnessing other people. And that's how, you know, workplace cultures will become more positive, you know, and, and more safe. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to Mental Reality with Dr. Beach and stay tuned for my next episode.